Girlfriends, episode number 201, Spend Advent in the Word of God with Elizabeth Foss. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I am sharing some time with my good friend, Elizabeth Foss, talking about Advent and how we can make time for the Word of God. This is an important one. Stay tuned. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Happy Advent. It has begun. Are you freaking out about it? Don't worry help is here. (laughs) I want to welcome you to this newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast, where we're going to be talking about Advent and ways in which we can make time with scripture and journaling a real part of our plan for this Advent. If you don't already have a plan together for how you're going to set this Advent apart, things you're going to do physically or celebrating with your family in your home, things you're going to do in your daily prayer time, fear not. Elizabeth Foss is here to help. She's a dear friend of mine, and I'm so thrilled that she is joining me on the Girlfriends Podcast today. Before we dive in with Elizabeth, I just want to say hello and welcome to anyone who's a first-time listener of Girlfriends. If you happened upon this because you are searching for Advent content, because you are worried about making Advent a spiritually meaningful season in your life, I want to welcome you. Thank you for giving Girlfriends a try. I'm hoping it's going to be a helpful and encouraging resource for you. If you're a long-time listener, Welcome to you too. Thank you so much for all the ways that you support Girlfriends simply by showing up week after week. Now, my conversation with Elizabeth went just a little bit long, so I'm not going to waste too much time here. We're going to dive right in with this Advent content where Elizabeth is going to be sharing about her recent initiative at Take Up and Read. Take a listen. I am so happy to be welcoming a dear friend and sister of the heart to Girlfriends today. Elizabeth Foss is joining us. Elizabeth is the wife of a sports television producer who travels an insane amount. She's also the mother of nine. Five are still at home and four of those are still homeschooling. Her youngest child just turned 11 and her oldest is 31. So she's living a prolonged season of near daily change. Formerly an avid walker and 100-mile-a-month hiker, she's been sidelined this year with a syndrome that's teaching her volumes about being still. Elizabeth is the founder and director of Take Up and Read, a ministry devoted to encouraging women to read and live the gospel every day. Welcome to Girlfriends, Elizabeth. I am so happy that you're here. Hi there. I'm so glad to be with you and glad to have a chance to talk and catch up. This is awesome. Yes, yes. So we've already been talking offline a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> these are like rare opportunities we have. So for listeners who don't know, Elizabeth and I go way back into the blogging world. We've been friends for a good long time. We even wrote a book together, Small Steps for Catholic Moms. Some of you might be familiar with that, available from Ave Maria Press. What else can we tell people? We've never actually met in real life. How about that? Which, Which is, is so weird. So weird. Even even my husband, I mentioned that to him the other day, um, we're con- considering a relocation up to New England, which right. like isn't public, but I guess I just made it public. You but just anyway. did. Now the girlfriends uh, know. <laughs> know. All the girlfriends know. <laughs> um, anyway, and, and I was talking to Mike about it the other day and I, and I, you know, was, we were talking about like what it makes us closer to. And I said, well, you know, it makes me closer to Danielle. Maybe I'll actually get to meet her in real yes. life. He's like, what? It, what? 
You've never seen Danielle and Rachel? Like, never? So weird. <laughs> it's just never worked out that right. we did, but I feel like we have. Uh, me too. And we have it. And yeah. I, I did, I met your sister in real life. She was here at my house. So maybe that counts a little bit. But yeah, wait, how other did, than that, how and when did that happen? So I, I think Suzanne was maybe had gone up to visit and was on her way south and mm-hmm. stopped in and brought the boys. We had brunch. And okay. I do remember. I think we passed on some terrible virus that Stephen <laughs> was harboring at the time. <laughs> As large families will do for one another. <laughs> yeah. So kind. You know, we had, and, and it was when we all had all, you know, small people yeah. here. So oh my it was a gang and a very male dominated gang at the time. Right. Because of so, Suzanne's eight boys. Yeah. So yeah. And, that'll and do it. all five of mine, I think were still here too. So yeah. it was like very yeah. boy. It's very masculine. Yeah. So, so yeah. So but it'll it doesn't happen. really count. I've never met you in no, person, but, no. but it's going to um, happen. It's going yeah. to, and we'll share it with the girlfriends yeah, when it sure. does, but you're here today to talk about Oh Radiant Dawn, which is the newest edition of these beautiful journals that you put out through okay. Take Up and Read. You know, before we dive in with this particular journal, which is Advent focused and talking about Advent, observing and celebrating Advent as a family, as a woman personally, and um, doing it as a mom with your kids, maybe you can share with listeners a little bit about the initiative at Take Up and Read. What exactly is it about? What are you doing there? So um, it, we began, oh, I guess two and a half years ago. Um, and the, the, em- the emphasis, the purpose was to give Catholic women a daily scripture devotional. So some structured way to sit down every day with certain passages from the Bible to journal about them, um, a beautiful space, if you will, like physically in a book Mm -hmm. to kind of encounter God in the word and think through what that scripture could mean to their day. Right. Um, so we're, we're very Lectio Divina oriented. So we take you through the process of, of reading scripture and inviting the Holy Spirit to act in your soul regarding that scripture, but also into making a plan like that. The last step of Actio, of Lectio Divina is the Actio step. So mm-hmm. that fifth step of, okay, now what, what is what right. I want you to do with this today? So, so we do that. And, um, I, honestly do not know how many journals we have now. Like I literally have not counted them recently. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Um, and, and we were clipping along at a very big pace in the beginning. We've kind of scaled that back a little bit. Um, we started a digital um, membership community in August. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly it is a way to just have a, a small community that was sort of invested in the greater mission of the printed journals but um, those people get a lot of the essays that go in printer journals. They get them earlier. We have conversations about them. And we focus more on gospel living as a lifestyle, like truly. Mm-hmm. So the community members are getting, you know, printables that help them plan to do that Actio piece. And they're getting um, like a book club and, mm-hmm. um, and a, a live segment where we chat about you know, liturgical living and, and how it all plays together. So more of a a total picture, but Mm -hmm. the, the premise, the foundation of take up and read is always going to be our journals. And even the take up living community, their purpose is to support those journals and to help with development of those by just being who they are and sharing their thoughts. And that kind of informs us and helps us write to that kind of an audience. So, um, so the journals are very much our thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, and an opportunity to look at scripture 
through a Catholic lens. So Catholics who go to daily mass, they're going to get scripture every day at right. daily mass, um, or they're going to have their Magnificat at home and they're going to get the, the lectionary. But sometimes they don't necessarily have an opportunity to encounter scripture every day built around a theme because mm-hmm. we don't generally do that. So like we have a couple of books that are about community and friendship and they that we've carefully curated the scripture in those books so that we can talk about community and friendship and being a better friend and building better communities. Or we have a book called um, Consider the Lilies that is written Love that for, one. It's written for the dark times, you know, mm-hmm. the hard times. And the truth is that Catholics have a unique perspective on suffering that is incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's very rooted in scripture. But we don't always gather all that scripture together and talk about that beautifully rooted perspective on suffering. And this book does that. And, um, and it gives a woman who might be walking through a hard time, six weeks to steep herself in biblical words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, or it gives you a book to hand off to a friend yes. going through that time, knowing that this is just full of really good things that can meet her every day. And, you know, it, so, so that's kind of the idea behind the scripture, the, the journals is some of them are thematic. Um, a couple of them walk through, like flourish walks through the book of Romans. So like a whole book of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, you know, but kind of the Catholic take on what Protestants would call quiet time or Bible time, um, you know, the same thing, but done through a Catholic lens. And the Chris, this Advent Christmas journal, I think does it in, in a, almost penultimate way. Like what we've done with this one is we've taken the the scripture in the liturgy from December 1st this year is the first Sunday of Advent, which is so ridiculous. Know, you know? Right. It's, like, so, it's perfect. Whoa. I was saying to my daughter the other day, oh, all the Advent calendars are going to actually be correct. The ones that always it's start. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's precisely it. Like, I don't know how often that happens, but not very. And it's just so very convenient. But we're going to follow the scripture. Um mm-hmm. And it, it's not exact because we use the NRSVCE version instead of the NAB that's in the lectionary. And sometimes we've expanded on the readings just to give fuller context. Sure. But but what we did was we, if there was an optional memorial, so say the Feast of St. Nicholas or um, St. Lucy or some of those ones that we tend to celebrate with crafts and cookies and stuff like that, we've said, okay, we're going to use the readings from that memorial and put it in and talk about why? Why would the church pick those readings? You know, because the readings for the Feast of St. Lucy are not about St. Lucy mm-hmm. because they predate St. Lucy. But so why did the church in her wisdom choose those readings? And what can we what can we pull from what we know about St. Lucy and what we know about the readings and what we are as women, mm-hmm. you know, now in 2019? And what difference does it make regarding Advent? Like all of that. Mm-hmm. Pull it together in one place. And, you know, start your day that way. So if you're going to mass, it's going to dovetail. Like if you're going to daily mass, it'll dovetail with the daily mass. Right. And that's such There's a beautiful, right. Right. There's a beautiful way to keep in step right. with the liturgy, which is a helpful kind of anchor, I think, especially for this time of year where people are looking for so a resource like that, right? They're looking for something tangible, but also 
doable. So this this particular journal is O Radiant Dawn. You've mentioned some of the other journals, which I do want to tell people, you know, you guys are putting these out at Take Up and Read, you know, in step with the liturgical year and, you know, preparing people for the feasts and the the different seasons, Lent and Advent and that sort of thing. But you know, you can feel free to pick up, you know, the friendship journal. Um, right. If that is meeting a particular Anytime. need for you right now. Yep. Anytime. Right. right? Um, and so we have a Lent journal and mm-hmm. an Advent journal every year. And this year we won't have a new Lent journal because, well, I mean, honestly, we won't have a new Lent journal because I've been sick all year. And our graphic designer is my daughter-in-law and she's having a baby yes. in a couple of weeks. And we just couldn't do it. Right. You know, we just couldn't get that together the way it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are two Lent journals that are so take your pick for Lent. Yes. Yeah. So we still have them. So we do we do those and those are very much in step with the liturgical year. And then the others are kind of seasonal, you know, mm-hmm. and or they're not at all. Like last January, we put out a book called um, it was called Call Me Blessed. And it's um, it's a study of biblical women, like women in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it, there's no reason it has to be in January. Right. Any time. It right. works great. People liked it in January. They like to just kind of start with that kind of focus. And we're, God willing, going to have a January book this year that feels really New Year's resolution-y to me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's start the year on the right track. But like that book will be a beautiful book in September too, when people are sure. creating new habits. And honestly, that's when it was written. So Right. You know, it, it, but yeah, we try to keep in step with the liturgical year and on our social media, we're very much aware of where people are in, in the liturgical year and not, I think that thing with this Advent book, honestly, you know, and I, I'm a person who, when my kids were little, it, it really, I was all into the cinnamon rolls, you know, mm-hmm. like St. Lucy's day, you know, the crafts <laughs> and the, and I definitely think that those are memorable and my children you know appreciate those memories by right. and large and um and i i don't regret that although i do think that for young moms especially like i look back and think oh my gosh instagram would have made me a crazy person yes. because you know it's just a lot it's a it's a very busy time of year anyway with things that you have very little control over, like, you know, the scout party and the right. ballet recital and the Christmas concert and the, all the things mm-hmm. anyway. And then you add in this almost relentless feeling of, oh, it's another feast day. It's another feast day. What <laughs> food are you going to Why are you to? not celebrating in a very particular are, way and yeah. baking the home, and mo- exactly, homemade stuff? And you know? yes. Yeah. That's, and some that's of tough. those traditions, you know, we do our stockings on St. Nicholas Day and sure. that's a precious tradition and I love it and frankly it means that I have to have my stocking act together very early in December mm-hmm. which is a good thing I'm always blessing that by December 22nd like oh my gosh at least I don't have to do stockings right now right you know and, and that's a good thing but when it begins to become this relentless I can't keep up with being a good Catholic mom mm-hmm. because I'm not doing all the things uh, then you kind of step back and a few years ago, I was like, oh, wait, you know, what if we just kicked up our daily mass routine a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, listened to the liturgy and stayed in step. And I'm not saying we're not going to make cinnamon rolls on December 13th. Actually, <laughs> I have a little plan. My plan, I think, I think Kristen is going to have this baby on the 12th. Like that's a scheduled date right okay. now. So okay. 
which is cool. Like, good for you. Have a baby on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, that that's is so just beautiful. Stuff. Very that's good. Yes. But I, we have a Lucy. Like, our oldest grandchild is named Lucy. And mm-hmm. I have these, you know, cloth St. Lucy wreaths that we've had since my little girls were little. We have enough of them for all the people I need to take to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring cinnamon rolls. Aww. And that's all good. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you know... If we stay in step with mass and we stay in step with the actual liturgy and what the church has given us, right? then um, that that can be enough. So, so when your kids are teenagers, you know, a, a celebrating a feast day can be as simple as, okay, so it's the Feast of St. Lucy. Let's go to daily mass and stop for coffee. Right. And, um, and that's good. Like it's, it's everything mm-hmm. because you've, you know, been together, you've received the Eucharist, you've listened to the word and you're, you know, a little coffee shop treat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's enough. And so one thing I encourage young moms to do is say, okay, what do you want to do? that's memorable for them, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that they will remember my kids remember certain things Yeah. and what's the thing that you, they'll take with them. So I don't have too many boys who are, you know, making cinnamon rolls in their dorm room, you know, and, nope. and waking their you know, sweet mates up with hot chocolate and burning candles. No, but that day, okay. It's St. Lucy's day. I know that the December 13th is a, you know, it's in my brain. It's mm-hmm. been instilled in me that there's something special and set apart about this day. Right. And so they will find themselves lighting a candle in a church or, you know, I'll, I'll send a Starbucks gift card, you know, that morning and say, go treat yourself to pastries, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, because it's, it's something takeable, like they can take it with them. And then, you know, I think what you hope is that you keep it going through those young adult years that are so very tumultuous. Right, right. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Who? No. I think somebody <laughs> tried to warn me and I just didn't hear it. I don't know. I had no idea. Like just that. But so you, my whole thing with my younger kids is, all right, you know, what do we give them now? It's mm-hmm. going to take them through then. And, you know, it's, it, I think the, the crafting and all of that, like it, those are really good memories and they are important, but mm-hmm. be sure that the underpinning is something that works throughout a lifetime. Yeah, that's the thing. The core thing. Yeah, I totally get that. And I completely agree because I know from having experienced it as a young mom, that kind of stress, like I need to do all the things. And you're right. There Danielle, was... can you imagine if there had been Instagram? I know. Or Pinterest or, you know, all these things that just oh my goodness. put this pressure what are we doing? on us. Right. <laughs> I know. We, we had blogging and I felt like that was enough pressure seeing what was going on we in other people's it, was a lot. <laughs> it did feel <laughs> I mean, like a I lot. I really think that's kind of how small steps happen. If you remember, mm-hmm. like one year we went, hmm, what if for Lent we just said, you know, let's do this really little this yes. five minute thing. Exactly. And we did that and people liked it. And then we were like, okay, every day for a year, here are three small steps. Exactly. Three little and none of them, you know, require huge heroic acts. That's of the thing. That's craftiness exactly. in the middle of the busiest time of year. Yeah, it like, needs to be very just... doable. And that's what you know, with small steps for sure. And I felt like that was why 
that project was such a natural thing for you and I to do together, because as much as each of us in our own way can appreciate the grander things and the the more involved ways you might celebrate things or observe Advent in your home, I think we both recognize the practicality of sometimes right. needing to scale back the the different phases of your family life and that sometimes things shift and you have absolutely no control over it. And right. also, though, that at the core of it, what what is it? What is our goal, right? Like, right, focus exactly. on what what is our goal? Do we want What's them the to intention here? Yeah, you know, and that's we talk about being intentional and authentic. Mm-hmm. And and if you ask yourself that, like, what's your intention? What what is authentically the purpose here? Right. And how do you live that out? It's not to make pretty squares in Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty squares can be encouraging to other people. Sure thing, but you know, they shouldn't be a noose around your neck. Right. It shouldn't make you nuts. Mm -hmm. And and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, take up and read those journals, acknowledge the fact that not everybody can get to daily mass. You know, while I think, and I love, I love daily mass. Mm -hmm. I love Eucharistic adoration. Um, Sometimes, you know, I was a mom who had you know, seven, eight little kids at home at a time. And my husband traveled constantly Mm -hmm. and that was not practical. It was just not, you know, it wasn't practical to always have that. So these journals mean that you can carve out and not necessarily a 20 minute chunk of time, like five minutes here and there throughout the day where you can feed yourself Mm -hmm. spiritually a little bit and take time to be intentional, you know, with your pen. Oh, for sure. What do I want this to be? And it's doable, but it's not going to exhaust you, deplete right. you. You know, right. it's a fill you up kind of thing in a genuinely spiritual way. And I do think that's true. I think that we are people who need to be filled spiritually every single day, mm-hmm. you know, just and and ideally that's going to be mass and the Eucharist and real prayerful reading of the scriptures. But that's not always possible. And so a spiritual communion and and something like this kind of practice of stopping in the word, that might be just exactly what you need. Well, that's what I love about Take Up and Read in these journals is that they're an actual physical thing, right? And as much as the online community is great and it's a good supplement, that's not the heart of what it is, right? And they're a keepable thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but if I have a journal like that we you can write in our journals you know and you get to the end of of that kind of a four week study where you've been writing in your journal for 28 days and you have 28 days of notes and prayers and thoughts and everything else like doesn't get erased mm-hmm. nobody undoes it's not like laundry you know right. where you put all the towels in and you're like oh look Hold it in closets full. And three days later, you're like, what the heck? I can't find a clean towel. Right. You know, it's not <laughs> like that. It stays done. It's mm-hmm. done. And you can go back. You can look at it. You can see where God met you, you know. And and I think we have so few things in our lives that stay done like that. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have a touchable, tangible, physical thing. Right. That you do and it stays done and it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, not just that it's beautiful when it arrives, you know, when you open your Amazon envelope, it is beautiful. We try very hard to make them beautiful, but when you are finished with it, it is so beautiful, you know, because it's your prayers and your time with the Lord in the word. And that's crazy. I mean, that's just 
doesn't get prettier than that. Yeah, so, so true. And now, are you hearing, hearing from people, Elizabeth, who, even though these are personal journals and it's a personal kind of study, are you hearing from people that are using it in groups, like connecting with other women yes, using these journals? Yes, we are. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, right now, <clears throat> for already and Dawn, we actually don't have a group guide. Maybe I can make that happen in the next day or two. Um, but all the rest of our journals, we offer free digital downloads that are guides to doing it as a group. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we definitely are hearing from people who put together a group for the very first book, which was considered a lily. Right. And that group is still, you know, eagerly awaiting each next printed That's journal so great. to do it together. Yeah, it is great. It's nice to see. It's really fun to hear about, um, and, and get pictures from those groups and, it, it's it's doable in the sense that you know you're doing a lot of it on your own at home the daily part and then you're getting together and discussing and holding each other accountable and it's touchable and tangible and real life and that's really nice we do have a few groups that are virtual groups you know right right a, a group of people have like put together a Facebook group where they're going to talk about it together and that's we have some cool of that too. Um, yeah and and we you know, virtually there's always support on Instagram. You know, we, we put up when we're doing a study all together, there's a post today and we talk about the post and there can be some conversation there and certainly some reminders, but those groups, um, in real life are really awesome that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so. People go in and, you know, bind together right. and, and, um, yeah. And it becomes yeah. like a real way that they can gather with other people. Uh-huh. Cause I'm hearing from people all the time that are looking for a resource like that, you know, to get together with other women in their community to just, you know, connect with them in, in meaningful right. ways. And this kind of gives you a tool. It gives you a, a thing that you can connect about, but, um, right. you know, so this, this show is going to publish right at the start of Advent, Elizabeth. And so there are going to be some listeners who are like, I have zero plans for Advent. I am overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I'm going in a hundred directions. I can't add another thing. I don't want to start a study and fail it. I mean, what words of encouragement might you, might you offer to somebody who's in a stage of life like that and considering whether or not Oh Radiant Dawn could work for them? So, okay, you have to help me here because I'm drawing a blank on what Tate said it, but the busier you are, the more you need to pray. Yeah, I don't know if that was Padre Pio. I don't know. It's the whole idea. I wanted to say it was St. Francis de Sales. And this is funny, considering like we have this book of quotes of saints, but (laughs) (laughs) we will figure this out. That's why they all blur together, because we put together all those quotes. (laughs) You know, but we we do know how to find this. Um, And and maybe we will for show notes. But the whole concept of if you stop and you begin your day with prayer and with, and you steep yourself. It's the whole nourishing idea, you know, Mm -hmm. fill yourself up before you go out and try and do all the things and be all the things. Because if you don't have anything in you, spiritually speaking, you have nothing to give. And that's when you're like this frazzled, miserable person to be with because you have a to-do list and you're determined to (laughs) get through it. Right. And, and, and honestly, I think that if you can take that time and just, you know, even if it's just to read the scripture at one point and go back and do the other stuff at another point, if you can take that time, then you can, um, restructure, you'll find yourself a lot of times rethinking your day, restructuring your day, maybe deleting some things that you thought were important that you don't think are important or adding something, you know, somebody comes to mind during your prayer time, you're like, Hmm. 
you know what, instead of doing this, I'm going to go, you know, drop this off at her house. Or I'm, I definitely had days where I close the book, get up, go buy somebody coffee and swing by and drop it off just because right. the Holy Spirit put that person in my mind. And I want to pursue that like mm-hmm. right away. Um, and, and it's happened. And every time it happens, I think I'm so glad I followed that impulse. You know, I had no idea at the time that this was exactly what they needed for whatever purpose, but I'm just so glad that yeah. I did that. But I wouldn't have had the impulse if I hadn't like paused mm-hmm. and spent that time. You need to be open and, and quiet for a minute, right? right? To be and, able to hear I, that. You know, we just you think about, we talk about self-care all the time. Like it's like, oh, you really should treat yourself to a manicure. You really should, you know, <laughs> get a massage or, you, you know, really should do girls night out. And all those things have their place, but mm-hmm. genuine self-care is rooted in self-discipline. So you really should get a good night's sleep. Yes. You really should eat this and not that. You really should brush your teeth. You know, that really is self-care. Right. And you really should read your Bible and hear what God's telling you for the day. You really should. That's ultimate self-care. And so we look at that as a discipline, but can you also look at it as an indulgence? Right. This is time I'm taking for myself because I I need it, you know, mm-hmm. I and, and to some degree because I deserve it. I'm about to throw myself into the day and do everything God wants or everything. All these people who depend on me need. Mm-hmm. I deserve 15 minutes to just be still and let him fill me up rather mm-hmm. than trying to do it on my own. Because that never works very well for very long. So true. So true. And I I know from my own experience, Elizabeth, and my own faults and failings in this whole discipline myself, that those days where I'm tempted to like, I just have way too much going on. I need to hit the ground running, tempted to push aside that, that morning time to spend in prayer, that when I make that effort, despite my, you know, racing mind, that God really rewards those efforts. He really blesses that time. And you know, it's it's really an, an act of discipline, like you say, but I think it's also an act of obedience of just, right. just showing up and saying, here I am, God, mm-hmm. I'm a mess. I'm frazzled. I'm going in a hundred directions, but I'm putting it first. You know, it's the first yes you do every day. Yes. Like if you're, if we talk about fiat and we talk about being called to say yes to whatever his plan is, mm-hmm. well, this is his, this is the first way. Just begin your day with a yes. Yeah. You know, and, and if, if that, if it's possible, then, you know, it's always ideal to start your day with daily mass or mm-hmm. to start your day in adoration or, but sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. that really is not a, a logistical thing that works out for you. Right. And, um, but this, yes, this, you know, and, and I hear people all the time, like, well, I wake up when the baby wakes up. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well. Now you're both awake, but that baby is, you know, what are you going to do while the baby wakes up? You're going to probably nurse the baby. That's right. the first thing you're going to do. You're going to feed those. Hey, you can have your book open mm-hmm. and you can read while you do that. And how many rosaries did you count on fingers and toes? Right. You know, you're sitting there with a baby. You're trapped and you're under a baby. baby. <laughs> you can't put the baby down. Right. You're trapped under a baby. But that baby came equipped with like perfect counting material. <laughs> And the baby thinks it's such a good, it's like, it's like the little piggy game only, you know, you're doing Hail Marys and you're talking and looking at that baby. That's a beautiful, priceless moment. Right. And, you know, that's a great way to start a rosary habit. Absolutely. Because 
there you are trapped under a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I, love I, that I just image. think that's the thing that you, I would say to anybody who says, I don't have one more thing to add to Advent and who also, by the way, is going to hear this and think, okay, well, that book's already started. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't, now I can't even do the whole book. It's like, okay, well, first of all, Amazon prime, you'll have it tomorrow or the next day. Exactly. And secondly, We've built in some grace days where you can catch up. And third, what are we talking about catching up? Right. Advent? Like, you know what? Just start wherever. Right. If you spend whatever. your whole of Advent doing the first three pages, good for right. you. You know? <laughs> like- exactly. And and it's not a catch up thing. And it's not a, nobody's looking over your shoulder with a, you know, checklist. Well, did you do the right day on the right day? I mean, right. it's nice during Advent to hit during this particular book to hit the right day mm-hmm. because it's going to dovetail with the liturgical year so tightly. Right. But how many times have you stuck four or five Jesse tree, you know, ornaments on, on the same day? Or open the little window where you're getting caught up on your advent calendar right. or um, the O antiphons, which the O antiphons are in this book. We do, you know, one a day through the, those days leading up right there leading up to Christmas. And, you know, we have like an O Anaphon tracker in our house and I don't think we've ever done every single day on the right day. <laughs> and I think God's okay with that. I mean, yeah. we did our all saints cake on the fifth this year. I'm pretty sure it was the fifth. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it I works. Don't, I don't think the saints looking down at that cake or God seeing all the saints on that cake went, are you kidding? You couldn't get it together on the first. Right. <laughs> no. Like it no. just doesn't work that way. And he's outside of time anyway. Exactly. So, you know, if the advent if the, if the advent journal sounds like a good idea and it's three or four days into Advent, then it's still a good idea. And Absolutely. God will honor that. And this book goes all the way through the first of December. So it's not just Advent. You know, those I in my house, those days between Christmas and New Year's are like my favorite because they're such a kind of, you know, right. Enjoy it. And we're just going to enjoy the house being still beautiful and all the deadline oriented things kind of being over. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I do a lot of journaling during those days anyway, just, you know, planning for the year ahead. And I mean, I love those days and this book is so beautiful for those days. So take full And if you advantage. have to catch up on Advent then, do it then. You know, whatever. Yeah. God will meet you in whatever time you're going to give him. Right. So. so true. And so encouraging to hear because I think sometimes, you know, um, someone like you, Elizabeth, who through the years has shared your kind of liturgical celebrations online throughout the years, it, you know, it sets a high bar for some people because know, you, you know, do some awesome so stuff. Because years ago, I don't know, seven, 10 years ago, but this kind of makes a point of what an impression it made on me. Somebody, big blogger was collecting like thoughts on Advent or idea, blog links to blog posts on Advent. Yeah. And somebody sent her some of my stuff, you know, we have a lot of Advent books. A lot of my posts are, you know, this book's great for this, this book, you know, works for that. And you got to remember, we've collected these books over 30 years. Exactly. So we have a lot of books, but you know, nobody would be expected to have all of them now. And anyway, and she said, she said, like the link was, well, if you're into that whole crafty, um, uh, kitty kind of advent, here's one for you. Oh and I was so stung. Right. I was like, what? Like, cause I really, I'm not a super crafty, like I enjoy doing those things with my kids. Mm-hmm. 
you know, however imperfectly we might do it. And I really love like pursuing my kids' creative ideas. Like when they have an idea, sure, I adore letting them run with it. And um, to probably to the detriment of like serious academics, a lot of times, um, you know, we'll have. I remember one time I had a kid who took a bunch of boxes, like big boxes, and created a whole ESPN set out of those boxes and duct tape. And I thought it was the most awesome thing in the world. Probably didn't <laughs> do any school that whole week, right? You know, and other people would be like, "Are you kidding me?" But but my point is, you know, that was completely not a liturgical thing. Mm-hmm. This is just how we live. We live kind of, oh, you've got a good idea, go down that rabbit, rabbit trail. But to hear her summarize you know, our family's Advent celebrations in such a kind yeah. of trivial way, because that was never how it felt to me. Right. You know, it never felt like this was all about the craft. It, it was all about whatever was the underlying principle sure. in, in doing the craft. And, and now my kids are older and, you know, being, or my older kids are older and to be able to talk to them about, you know, what things matter to you and to see how it plays out in their lives and what they remember and what was important. And, you know, or you'll say, okay, well, I don't think we're going to do such and such this year. And they'll be like horrified. What do you mean? You're not going right. to, you know, <laughs> I, I even said, you know, my, my son is expecting a new baby or his wife is expecting a new baby um, at the beginning of December. And I, my girls were like, well, you need to order a stocking because oh. all my kids have, you know, similar stockings and they hang them oh all up gosh. in their cloth. And I'm like, I really don't think I do because <laughs> they're not coming. And, you know, clearly if you're having a baby on the 12th, you're not going to be here for Christmas. Exactly. And, and, um, you know, cause they live, they live in Connecticut. We live in Virginia. That's mm-hmm. why. And, you know, and I was like, I, I will just do that next year when we're going to see them. I don't think I need one this year just to pack it up and, right. you know, whatever. And they're horrified. Right. Like, <laughs> like you have to, certain oh things gosh. have to be done, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like, yeah, I, I think about my blog and how many crafts and, and literary ideas I have tied to it. And I wonder, you know, it didn't feel like it to me when we were doing it. Mm-hmm. But does it seem like to the whole world that it's all about the, the crafty thing? No, I don't think so at I all. Don't really think no, it let is. me reassure you, Elizabeth, <laughs> not at all. And I think it's really unfortunate that somebody was that dismissive of it because that is a dismissive way to reference what you do and what you've done over the years. Um, but it does speak to the fact that people are going to color what they're taking in from you with their own perspective, their own insecurities, their own, you know, worries or anxieties or, you know, or their own approach to the season of Advent. You know, they're going to have their own slant on it. So that's going to color what you're seeing. And I know I've experienced this on the other end of things, Elizabeth, where there was a blogger years ago who, and I still admire her stuff. She's on Instagram now, um, would share just such perfection and not necessarily about liturgical year stuff, but just in her homemaking or in recipes and whatever that I always felt like when I was looking at, I'm like, she's totally just sticking it to the rest of us. Like, you know, and that was me. That wasn't her. And I came to realize this when I actually met this person in real life and she was lovely and gracious and generous and humble and kind. And I just thought, I'm such a jerk. Like, why? Yeah. Why would I look at this beautiful thing she's offering to the world? She has these beautiful gifts. And I'm not, you know, her life's not perfect. Nobody's saying her life is perfect. She was never saying her life is perfect. And she's not saying it. No, that's that's the the thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. So honestly, yeah, but that was like a little lesson for me on both sides of that. That can happen. And it's unfortunate that we do that. But the more we talk about it, I think the more we can be aware of that, that 
we're coloring what we're taking in. And if somebody's stuff is not encouraging to you, take it out of your life. Like you don't need to be consuming that content, right? Right, right. I think you're right. Yeah, but we're almost out of time here. And I just want to be sure people know where they can go for O Radiant Dawn, which is the most recent journal from Take Up and Read. So they can go to takeupandread.org to see about signing Mm -hmm. up with your community, becoming a member there. Um, But the Mm -hmm. books are all available on Amazon, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. All the books are on Amazon. All right. So they can pick and choose there, but definitely we are recommending O Radiant Dawn for this Advent season to become a part of the Take Up and Read community, even in your own home, even if you're never joining anything online, just participating through that journal, making, making that effort toward devoting time to God and scripture every day for this Advent season. I promise you it will make a difference. Thank you, Elizabeth for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And just so, awesome. I'm so grateful for your friendship and all of your mentorship Next and the time wisdom. We're doing, this, we're doing it together in the same room. <laughs> yes, we will do deal? that. Yeah, total okay. deal. That will be okay. your next appearance on Girlfriends. It's going to be a live in-person, definitely. Yeah, I like your house that plan. or mine, we're going to make it happen. I like that plan. It's going to happen. Okay. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Listeners, all the links for O Radiant Dawn and Take Up and Read and Elizabeth's social media are going to be available in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. But don't forget the handy new way that you can make sure you always get all the links and information from every episode of Girlfriends. You can subscribe simply by texting the word girlfriends to 33777, and then you'll get every new episode along with all the links and information you need sent right to your inbox every week. That's girlfriends to 33777. Coming up, we'll be sharing. Oh, (laughs) yes, it is. I know. I love it. I'm not responsible for it. Ascension put it all together. So definitely do that. So 33777, the word girlfriends. In just a minute, we're going to be sharing some feedback on little kids at mass. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the word transform her. I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step guide to discovering God's voice in the scriptures and letting Him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about How to Pray Like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. And now it's the time of the show where we share a little bit of feedback. And this week I heard from Kelly, who's a Girlfriends listener, but also a listener of the Sunrise Morning Show, which is the show air at Sacred Heart Radio, which is based in Cincinnati, that I am a guest on that show with Anna Mitchell, who's awesome, who's the host there for many years. Many years I've been there um, once a week on Tuesday mornings. And it's been an honor to be a part of that. And originally I was part of the program and it would just air in Cincinnati, but it's since been picked up by EWTN. So it has a larger audience now. I always love hearing from people who listen there. And that is Kelly. So Kelly says, Dear Danielle, I heard you on the Sunrise Morning Show recently talking about handling little kids at mass. And you mentioned the idea of trapping a toddler between you and your husband in the pew. And I just want to say 
Thank you. That's genius. It's been helping me and my husband so much with our wild three-year-old. I think I just needed someone with a little bit of experience to tell me it's okay if she moves around a little bit during mass. Thank you for all you do. I find your work so encouraging, and I love listening to girlfriends each week. Kelly. Well, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you listened to me on the Sunrise Morning Show. I also appreciate that you're a girlfriend's listener. And so for people who aren't familiar or didn't hear that particular show or listen to the Girlfriends podcast, I think I mentioned that on the Girlfriends podcast um, back when we took up this topic of little kids at mass and how to handle that. Um, the idea of trapping a kid between you. So this is how it is. I've just mentioned it's a very practical thing. When you've got an antsy move around kind of kid, as we've had a number of those over the years. Um, put yourself on one end of the pew, put your husband on the other end of the pew and have other family members between you. But then just allow movement between the two of you with the child who can't seem to sit still, the two-year-old, three-year-old, whatever it is, um, in, in a way that's not distracting for other people, not like, you know, jumping up and down on the kneel or, or whatever, but just allow them to have that space. And I found over the years that that's really actually helpful because it, it limits what they're doing. They're not running up and down the aisles, right? Distracting people that way. But um, it also just allows for a little bit of movement within reason for a child that age who, you know, it's very hard for them to sit still for an hour at a time. So just a very practical way. And if they're unable to stay within their limits, you're kind of like bookmarks there, right? Um, that's when you would you would remove them and take them out of there. But I found that that was kind of a really helpful, practical way to enforce limits, but at the same time, just, you know, be supportive of the fact that kids that age need movement and be un be understanding of that. It's okay. So yes, Kelly, I I'm glad you, you heard from me that it's okay to allow that because sometimes we do, we just need permission. We just need to hear from someone else that it's okay to allow something like that within reason at mass. And if it's something that gets you through, I am all for it. Well, if you have feedback for me, like Kelly, you can contact me, Danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know how to find me. I would love to be able to hear from you and add your feedback or your topic idea or your question to a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I also would love the opportunity to meet you in person. So if you're interested in getting information about how to have me come to your parish, your community, your women's group, either to give a talk at a conference that you're putting together or to give one of my retreats based on my books, You Are Worth It or You Are Enough, that are based on the stories of women in the Old Testament and the New Testament. These are one-day retreats. It's actually less than a day. They can happen within four to five hours. And it's always a wonderful opportunity for me to connect with other women, to gather the women of your community to come together and talk about these things that make us unique in the eyes of God, the unique ways that we women connect and understand our identity as daughters of God. Such a beautiful opportunity to do that. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, you can find out more information about my retreats at daniellebean.com slash retreats. Or if you want information about me speaking at an event that you're putting together, you can go to daniellebean.com slash speaking. I'd love the opportunity to meet you. And that's all we have the time for today, but I want to thank you for being part of today's show. I want to thank you for all the ways you encourage and support me in what I do here at Girlfriends. And the most encouraging thing you do is listen. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being a vital and important part of the Girlfriends community. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 